1: I'm watching Fox News last night and and this reporting by Byron York, who is so respected and so well regarded. And he's explaining that, according to his sources, former FBI director James Comey told Congress that the FBI agents who interviewed General Mike Flynn right after he got the job as national security advisor didn't think he was lying to them. Fast forward, he resigns. He pleads guilty to one count of lying to the FBI. What in the world is up with that? Well, let's ask the uh, chief political correspondent for the Washington Examiner, Fox News contributor, and our guest, Byron York. Hey, Byron, thanks for popping on with us. How are you, sir?
2: Hi, Mike. Thanks for
1: having me. All right. Help me understand this, because all I could think of when I first heard of your reporting was then, I mean, two things. Number one, I guess the obvious question is, why would General Flynn meet with these FBI agents without a lawyer present? That Because he's a he's a sharp guy. Number two, why would he plead guilty to lying to the FBI agents if those same FBI agents didn't think he lied to them?
2: Well, there's something we don't know. Uh, the You know, the bare bones of the story are, just as you said, in March of 2017, remember how hot the whole Flynn Russia story yep. was? Oh, yeah. James Comey, the FBI director, goes to Capitol Hill, tells lawmakers that the two FBI agents who interviewed Flynn did not believe that he had lied to them. And if if he said anything inaccurate, they didn't believe it was intentional. Okay, so a lot of lawmakers come away with the conclusion or the inference that, uh, well, I guess there's going to be no prosecution. Then just fast forward to December 1st. And uh, Michael Flynn has pleaded guilty to lying in that very same FBI interview. So, you know, what happened? And uh, the answer is we're, we're not entirely clear. Um, but the whole Flynn case has been very, very troubling for a lot of Republicans. You know, you have to go back. You can go way back if you like, but certainly go back to December and the transition. Uh, and remember, the whole idea was Flynn was the incoming national security advisor like anybody in that position he's getting calls from all around the world all sorts of representatives of governments want to talk to him um, he talks which, to which which which,
1: which, which 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 by the way don't mean to interrupt you but that's normal
2: right it's entirely normal it would be very, it, if hillary clinton had won the election her incoming national security advisor would have been talking in december with representatives of all sorts of uh, 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 countries right. most likely including russia right so uh, this was entirely normal. But remember, there was this kind of Russia fever in the media. You know, have you ever talked to a Russian? And uh, there's this there's this sense that maybe there's something wrong with what Flynn has done. It's been reported in the in the uh, paper. By the way, the Russian ambassador was wiretapped by the United States, which was uh... something kind of routine. So the uh, Justice Department had a, con- had a had a recording of the conversation between Flynn and the Russian ambassador. They had a transcript of it. Um, and the Justice Department comes up with a theory that this might be a criminal act on the part of Michael Flynn. No, don't don't violated. tell. Don't, and
1: don't tell me the Logan Act.
2: Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure your listeners know a lot about the Logan the Act. The Logan Act, which has wall. never
1: been enforced. Like, so what in the hundred like, years and years ago, two people, and then they and even they, dropped it. Now, let's be accurate. They charged
2: a couple of people with violating the Logan Act in the 19th century. But those charges were dropped, okay? And that's the last we've heard of them. Now,
1: so you can't tell me the Justice Department in 2017 is saying, oh, yeah, we might have Logan Act charges here. Really? That's exactly what what they were saying. And then they were
2: also, they came up with a theory that there had been news reports that Michael Flynn had denied in a conversation with Mike Pence, the vice president, Actually, he was vice president-elect at that time. That he had he had lied to Pence and said, "No, no, I didn't talk about sanctions with uh, with the Russian ambassador." And then, then uh, Pence went on television on uh, CBS, Face the Nation, and said, "No, no, they didn't talk about sanctions." So. Uh, The Justice Department came up with a theory that said, well, if Flynn lied to the vice president, who then said it on TV, then Flynn could be vulnerable to blackmail. And, you know, I have to say, I've I've talked with a lot of people uh, who are familiar with this whole situation, and they can't figure out the blackmail theory either. So it's either the Logan Act or it's blackmail. But for whatever reason, they send FBI agents on January 24th. Now, we're talking the fourth day of the new Trump administration. Right. They send FBI agents to go question Flynn about this, and everything then stems from whether or not Flynn was truthful, asking these questions about these fanciful Justice Department theories in this interview on January 24.
1: I'm telling you, it, it's, we're down the rabbit hole, and what we don't know fills encyclopedias. I just got a text from somebody. Let me get your response to this text. I also got a caller uh, who says he's a former prosecutor, and I want to get Tom's perspective because he, he has a compelling point that I, I wanted to get your take on. But here's the texture. What happened is Mike Flynn lied. End of story. He said he didn't take money for his RT speech.
2: uh, there have been a lot of other points of controversy about Mike Flynn. He was representing the government of Turkey. He he had not registered. Uh, Apparently, the the whole Trump-Russia affair has created a new interest in the Foreign Agent Registration Act, so-called FARA violations. Um, But if you look at what he pleaded guilty to, he pleaded guilty to one count – of lying to the FBI during that interview about his conversation with the Russian right president. had
1: nothing to do with taking money for a speech. I mean, no, it, it, so what? I, this is what I am, and again, this is a texter, a listener who I mean, we we've, we've got these images and these impressions that don't seem accurate, Byron York. It doesn't seem.
2: I, I understand, and there, look, there's, there, I've gotten a lot of response to my article along those lines, or citing other things, but uh, I, you know, all you have to do is Google Office Google Office of Special Counsel Mueller, right. and um, you will find the relevant documents in the case, and you'll see exactly what Michael Flynn pleaded guilty to.
1: I'm telling you, the, the, I, the, my head is just spinning sometimes over this stuff. I want to bring Tom into this conversation. Hey, Tom, thanks for joining us. How are you? Very good, Mike. Say, hi, good. say hi. You're and on with Byron York from the Washington Examiner.
2: Uh, it's a pleasure and
0: honor, Byron. Thank you. I'm a former state prosecutor. Uh, I have also done federal
2: criminal defense work. The federal playbook says if you get, they don't plea bargain. They don't give you a reduced count. You always plead to the top count that's related to their investigation. It may cover other things. So the worst thing they could find for General Flynn at the White House was that he might have told a fib in that interview. That's the worst. Thing they could find related to the russia investigation now what else there might be you know everybody's
1: forgotten to put 50 bucks they won in the super bowl pool on their tax return so technically we're all federal criminals so there might be more uh, you're, could, you're suggesting there could be more involving general flynn but that he pleaded guilty to the top count to make everything else go away and, exactly, and, and, but something that's not related to the White House. Something unrelated. Uh, yeah. let me, um, so, Byron, let what's your take? To be a good thing. All right, Byron.
2: No, Tom makes a great point here, and this is a point that we've also heard made by other former prosecutors, like uh, Andy McCarthy at uh, National Review, right, and also by Preet Barrara, the uh, the former uh, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, who's had many had conflicts with Trump. And what they say is. That if you're a prosecutor and you're investigating a big criminal scheme, like some sort of, let's not use the word collusion, some sort of conspiracy between Trump and Russia in the 2016 election, and you're going to uh, get one of the actors in that alleged scheme to plead guilty, you want them to plead guilty to something that proves the existence, some part of the criminal scheme, to essentially prove the existence of the criminal scheme. Uh, not to a process charge of not telling the truth and making a false statement to the FBI. So um, they thought that it was interesting that no one who has uh, either pleaded or been charged in the case so far, Manafort, Gates, Papadopoulos, or Flynn, has pleaded guilty to a crime that involves uh, a, this alleged criminal scheme between Trump
1: and Russia, and that, and that's let's let's end it with that big picture issue because so many people are saying, my goodness, and I'm one of them. I'm a layman. I don't cover this. I'm not in the weeds like you are. But my goodness, if there was a shred of Russian collusion, wouldn't we know by now? Wouldn't we have a whiff of it? So far, you've got Mike Flynn. I mean, you've got nobody who has anything to do with Russian collusion. Uh, it, I mean, when is this thing going to end, Byron?
2: Well, I think what you've seen uh, has been a large shift from the idea of collusion to the idea of obstruction of justice. Right. That the real Funny danger that in the Mueller investigation for the president is the obstruction of justice.
1: Right, so, so they, so my, they abandoned, is, but, but, but they abandoned collusion because there's nothing there. So, OK, all right, let's go on to the next chase then. Let's abandon well, the idea of collusion. Maybe we can get them on obstruction. This gets to a really
2: interesting point. I'm sure you've heard legal commentators on CNN and elsewhere saying, well, there doesn't have to be a real crime for there to be obstruction. Right. Uh, and the prosecutors or the lawyers say that that is true. But this is going to be a political case if it, if it goes, if it touches the president, if there's an impeachment attempt or something like that. This is going to be a political case. And Trump's argument could be, are they telling me, are you telling me, I obstructed an investigation into something that didn't happen. <laughs> is that the case here? Wow. Now Boy. that's a very powerful political argument. You bet it is. And the legal analyst can say, "Oh yes, according to the statutes, you can take obstructed. It doesn't matter if an underlying crime has been proved." Blah 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 blah. Trump is going to have, I think, a very strong political point. And you have to remember, if it got to impeachment. It's a political process,
1: you know, Byron. To younger people who didn't live through the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal and all of that, and Whitewater and everything, I was—I was just watching the <laughs> I'm other. I'm afraid we did, Mike. Well, I, we're old enough that we remember it, but you know something, Byron? I we people, young people, act like all of this stuff is so profound, and we've never experienced this as a country before, yeah. and this is so yeah. crazy. I was just watching that scandalous documentary on Fox the other night, and and they're re, you know going through the whole Clinton-Lewinsky thing. It, believe me, it was it was awful then too, wasn't it? I mean, we're, we, we, we it was. This and, is not know, I unprecedented.
2: Very closely, and you have to remember, people who were not sort of old enough then, it really became Washington became very very tribal. We yep. talk about how it's tribal now, and it is, but it became very tribal in 1998 and early 1999 during this um, impeachment, and it also taught us a lot about the Constitution and how impeachment would actually work in process. And how political it was, and everything I say today about uh, the possibility of a Trump impeachment or how it would work—everything I say today is kind of influenced by what I saw sure. in the workings of the Clinton impeachment.
1: There was something very profound about watching that documentary the other night and realizing we've been—we've kind of—we've kind of—we've uh, been to this game before. We've been through this before in, 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 on, in, in many ways. Byron York, keep it up. We appreciate your work very much. Thank you, Thanks Mike. Thanks for joining us.